Hey, this is Dr. Drew Rubin. Welcome to ChiroCast. I have a very interesting ChiroCast to bring to you today about a book I've kind of just found out about called Crooked. Um, and I want to thank my sponsors, of course, Chiro right now, you know, and prefer chiropractic doctor. But uh, those guys uh, are in it for the long run. And uh, I think that to me is, is a critical a factor in a lot of these different things. Um, we want to see someone who's here for the long run. And now here's the podcast. Um, but today what I want to do is I want to talk to you about something that uh, has recently come to my attention. Um, and it's this book called Crooked. I don't know if, has anybody seen this book? Uh, one of my former interns, uh, uh, we've now had over 50 interns uh, since I started being a peak doc in 2010. Um, so one of my former interns uh, just sent me this, uh, a link to this uh, book um, a couple of days ago. And she said, I really think um, you might want to take a look at this. Uh, and um, it's, it's about babies. I saw a baby on the front cover. I'm like, all right, that looks good to me. I'm all for it. Uh, so it's called Crooked, Man-Made Disease Explained <coughs> by Forrest Morady. Um, I researched the guy because that's what I'm always into doing before I kind of start reading anything. He's not a doctor. He's not a chiropractor. He's just more of a, of a journalist uh, who has kind of found an interesting connection um, between uh, what he's seeing with people's faces and what um, is kind of happening with all the disease that we're happening uh, we're to see nowadays. Uh, I don't know if I am in 100% agreement. I haven't read the book. So I don't know if I'm in 100% agreement with his premise, which is that uh, all diseases are due to metal uh, interacting with microbes in our systems. So I don't know if metal is, I don't know if we can point the finger like that readily to saying metal is it. But I will grant him that uh, if I had to retitle this book, uh, I would say that it's a, a story of how uh, human beings are having a lot of challenges due to the environment. So I probably would replace the word metal here, the incredible story of metal, microbes, and medicine hidden within our faces. I probably would change it, uh, the incredible story of environment, of uh, microbes, uh, and medicine, and how it's changing our faces. Because there's one thing that I've been noticing quite a bit lately, uh, and if I had the time to prepare uh, this more, this just kind of came about, I had a, I felt called to talk about this. Um, the um, kids' faces are different today than they used to be. Uh, I am seeing so many more kids with different issues in their faces. And this really plays into the cranial work stuff that we're going to talk about uh, in a little while. Um, so I, I've seen their eyes, uh, baby's eyes, that uh, uh, when I first started in practice 30 years ago, uh, I graduated from life in 1989, so I'm in my 30th year. Um, their eyes used to be symmetrical, and now I'm noticing uh, one eye is bigger than the other. Uh, I'm noticing that a lot of kids have asymmetry in their visual ability, so, uh, and a lot more than usual, where babies and, and even littler, little kids, toddlers and you know, three-year-olds, et cetera, four-year-olds, both their pupils are not focused in the same spot. One pupil is kind of off to one side uh, versus another. And, uh, and I've also, and I guess I haven't really put it into words, uh, but uh, this guy, uh, Forrest uh, Morady has, is that there, a lot of the kids' smiles are asymmetric. And just as an example, uh, or some examples, I'm gonna scroll down here. Um, he has a bit of, uh, you know, a little explanation here. But he's got early warning signs, which I really love because one of the things, um, and we, we're gonna talk about this in my uh, Pediatric Health Challenges class, 
One of my favorite papers of all time uh, was a 1998 paper uh, by the Teitelbaum brothers uh, entitled something like um, uh, uh, infant, uh, early warning signs in infant due to motor uh, uh, issues can predict autism. Um, and it's quite an interesting article. And it started me way back in the late 90s, early 2000s on researching um, what's going on with infants because a lot of people like, when, when is autism right now? When is it usually diagnosed? What's the age of the kid? Three, it's usually three, four, maybe sometimes even five years old. Um, but when, when are the signs first starting to come out? More like six months old to a year. Uh, and one of the first signs that you're gonna see according to the title bounds uh, is you'll see that they're having motor issues. They're having crawling issues. They're having rolling issues. They're having sitting up issues. They're having walking issues. A lot of kids, not all, but a lot of kids who end up eventually having an autism diagnosis will before that already have these motor planning issues where they're having trouble, they're, they're crawling in an asymmetric way. They're, they're having trouble rolling from one side to the other. They could do one way, but not the other. Um, Another interesting thing that I've been you know, noticing, but I haven't really put it to words until looking at this, is that they kind of have a crooked sort of face too. So here is, um, here is some of the early warning signs according to um, what uh, Mr. Morady is talking about here. A crooked smile, so seeing a kid's smile like this, um, and the thing I really like about uh, this kind of stuff, and you can go online and see, it's, it's called areyoucrooked.com, um, uh, is crooked smile is cranial nerve seven lesion, which he's probably right. You know, he's probably right. It's probably something to do, uh, well, maybe facial and trigeminal, but certainly both of those nerves are, 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 it can be defaulted with this kind of crooked smile with one eye bigger than the other, etc. An outward turned eye. This is the kind of stuff I was talking about before, is I'm seeing a lot of where these kids' eyes are outward turned, or you'll see uh, in a second the inward turned eye right here, um, where one, both eyes are not facing forward. The pupils are, one's out, one's in, etc. Um, a partial eye blinking. So, uh, also, uh, a cranial nerve seven uh, kind of issue. You can see that with that some of the eyes, when they when they're blinking, don't blink all the way. Um, and the outward and inward turned eye, uh, that's more of a cranial nerve three or six you know, kind of issue. Um, the droopy frown, so like having their their mouth kind of drop down uh, like this, another cranial nerve seven issue. And then the whole face kind of drooping down, so where you see um, looks like one side kind of droops more than another. And the thing I think is very interesting about this. Uh, and I'm seeing so much of this uh, lately, um, is like if you, if you look at p pictures of people back in the 1800s, you don't see that in pictures. Now, obviously, there weren't as many pictures you know, then as there are now, um, so you might be able to argue that point that, uh, you know, well, there just wasn't as much photograph uh, then and now. But, but if you look at them, a lot of these people, you know, different ages and stuff have just lovely symmetric faces. Um, and even back then, here's some other, you know, people, lovely symmetric faces, but here's our movie stars, you know, all our famous people with a lot of these like sideways kind of smiles, um, where there's a little bit of sag uh, in their smiles, and kids with these different kind of sagging smiles, eyes, different, you can see his eye over here is inward, and he's drooping down on this side here, this eye is closing a little bit too much, this is sort of a drooping kind of a smile over here, another drooping kind of smile here, I think this is kind of interesting <coughs> stuff. Uh, once again, I don't know, I haven't read his research yet, that it's all a, a, a metal issue. Uh, he's claiming, I saw one of his videos this morning, uh, he's claiming that aluminum that's in vaccines, and obviously aluminum is in pots and pans, and aluminum is in you know, um, cans and stuff. 
He says aluminum is probably one of the biggest culprits in it. I'll buy that that's certainly a definitive uh, potential culprit. But I think that there's more to it. I think it's more environmental issues. Um, the more I study epigenetics uh, from Bruce Lipton's uh, work, uh, The Biology of Belief on, I really feel that that has a lot to do with this too. Um, so he's you know, talking about this kind of stuff. What I would like to, to say is that uh, the kids who come under our care, we watch this stuff change. Right? We watch their eyes get better. We watch their faces get better. Right? So my hypothesis, and, and once again, I don't know this person, but my hypothesis is <clears throat> it's not just a, it's, God bless you, it's not just a metal issue, it's a nerve system issue. Right? And if we can reset the children's brains and nerve systems, then we can change what their faces look like, which means we're changing by changing you know, their function, right, we're, a we're able to get to the structure, right? Because when someone comes in, if a mom comes in, excuse me, and the baby or the child looks like this, and they say, you know, can you help that? What's my answer? That's not my job to make his smile change or make his head look better shape or, that's not my job, right? What's my job? Reset the nerve system, right? Make the brain and nerve system work better. You know, literally in a report of findings yesterday with a little baby who has some cranial issues, the mom's like, are you going to make my baby's head look rounder? And my answer was, that's not my job. I don't just talk about this in front of you guys. I, this is what I say to people. It, my job is to make his brain and nerve system work better, function better, remove subluxations, make his cranial work better, improve function, which will maybe in, eventually improve structure. And she said, well, that is one going to do the other? I'm like, I don't know. Now, a lot of times we do see some lovely changes in, in structure, but that's not my goal. My goal is make the nerve system work better because if we make the nerve system work better, then obviously they're going to work better altogether, right? And there's one other thing I, that, I don't, once again, I haven't read the book, so I don't know if this uh, particular gentleman is even aware of this. <clears throat> but there's this thing called Moebius syndrome. I don't know if you guys have heard about this, <clears throat> but it's Moebius syndrome, and it's... Uh, uh, they're saying here from the, is a rare disease of um, with paralysis of multiple cranial nerves. Um, but what we're also seeing now is this Moebius syndrome related to autism. Let's see if I can find some pictures here. Yeah. Yeah, this is one of the most famous uh, pictures. Uh, this child here in this particular picture uh, that says Moebius syndrome causes and symptoms. Um, this is, a, is one of the like, original uh, or, or most used pictures where you see, look at this child, right? And look at his face. And w without even, like with only two seconds worth of looking, can you already tell something's wrong? Right, beautiful boy, right, beautiful boy. But what are we seeing going on with him? N name me a couple of things happening with him. Right, his eyes are focused in different, two different places, right? So he's got bilateral strabismus. Both of them look like they're turned in. What else? Yeah, he's got some droopy face. You can see just like the folds in his face compared this side to this side are very different. Can you all see that? Right? What, what about here? What are you noticing here? Is that a normal look for a lip? For an upper lip? That's the Moebius syndrome lip. Right? So this is becoming more prevalent. And what we're seeing is a lot of kids who are headed to significant autism, 
right? Because there's different degrees, right? There's three levels of autism if you study this the way I have. You have the, the mild autism, which is high functioning, the moderate autism, which is sort of, eh, you know, they can still function pretty well, and then the low functioning autism. A lot of the kids who are gonna head into low functioning autism are kind of looking like this, where they're having issues with their eyes, they're having issues with their cranium, and they're having issues with their mouth, which, excuse me, I think in some ways is also very apropos to this sort of idea what, you know, Mr. Moradi is talking about with the crooked. I, I think we're, we're having some congruency. I don't know that his science, I'm going to get the book so I can read a bit more about it. <clears throat> but I think that to, to me, the most important thing that I, I'm trying to tell you about this is I want you to look at kids' faces, right? And now looking at most kids' faces, they're absolutely gorgeous and beautiful but I want you to start looking at them with a more critical eye. So let, let's, just do, let's just kind of run a quick experiment here. And let's just say, uh, you know, infant pictures. Actually, let's say infant faces. And let's just do a quick search. Just on the faces that we see out of a random search, right? So I did not plan this on purpose, right? So let's look at this. So hard to say, but both eyes are closed over here, right? Anything, what's going on over here? Right, yes, left eye is turned in compared to the right eye, right? How about over here, is this symmetrical? No, that's a very asymmetrical smile over here, asymmetrical in the eyes too, this eye's openly different than this one. What about this one over here? Yeah, look at the, how the top of the mouth is open, kind of a little bit different, eyes, and this eye looks like it's turned in a little bit. Um, what about over here? Hard to say, I can't really see the whole face. Hard to say with this one. How about this one? What do we see here? Yeah, so clearly eyes are turned in over here. So I, this is a random search. I just said infant faces. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So we looked at, at seven or eight pictures, and you know, almost every one of them has something going on with them, right? So I think the guy's onto something, right? Uh, and he's calling it crooked, and he's blaming metal. I would like to say that it's more environmental. I, don't, I think metal is part of it, of course. Uh, one of the toxic things, but what about you know electromagnetic radiation, right? Which is a huge you know thing. What about uh, you know other nutritional or uh, lack of nutritional you know components? Uh, what about the stress in our modern world that transfers from the mom and dad into the growing fetus, and then you know they come out with all these stress hormones raging in them already. You know they're already stuck in fight or flight. I think there's a lot of other things, and I think all those things impact the nerve system, and I think if you impact the nerve system. I, once again, I haven't read the book, so I don't know if he has an answer to this, but I think if you impact the nerve system, what you got to do is you got to go to the nerve system specialist and a neurologist. Yes, they specialize in the nerve system, but they don't, spe they don't specialize in really taking care of it the way chiropractors do, right? So I get that a lot from people. Well, you, you guys aren't neurologists, well, but I feel like I'm a functional neurologist, right? I, so I feel like as a functional neurologist, part of, of what my do as a chiropractor, right? is to check your brain and nerve system. So everything we talk about in our practice is about the brain and nerve system, right? Do you have a question? Yeah. Um, with the, the children that you've seen come into your office with like the crooked faces and all that stuff, have you ever asked like the mom like what her diet was like when she was pregnant? Have you ever seen like her? Yeah, I, you know, that's a good question. Uh, Maxine, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, I haven't asked that particular question, um, but uh, that's a good question I really should ask that. Um, but an important thing to understand, and, and this is super uh, uh, a big concept, 
is um, a lot of times women tend to get blamed for a lot of the stuff that happens to the baby, but I don't want that to be misconstrued. Um, so even though certainly if the mom is having a very poor diet, that's definitely going to affect the baby. Um, but the mom is having, you know, why is the mom having a poor diet, right? Uh, you know, if she's under a lot of stress because, <clears throat> you know, her, you know, she's a single mom and she's having to work three jobs to try to figure all, you know, her life out and stuff, we have to give her credit just for juggling as good as she can. So, <clears throat> but that kind of, I think that diet plays a huge factor, but I think the stress is kind of a factor above all this kind of stuff. Um, and uh, there's a lot of studies that show that if the more stress the mom has during her pregnancy, the more stress hormones show up in the baby, and the more stress hormones show up in the baby, the worse the nerve system is affected. So it's been shown clearly, and I can show you studies about this, it's been shown clearly that the higher the testosterone levels, which is a big stress hormone, the higher the testosterone levels are in the mom during the gestation, the higher the chances of the child having a neurodevelopmental problem later on, right? So do you know what the stats are of uh, the, the number of, the prevalence of the number of children with a neurological disorder if you're born today? What's the, the, the prevalence of some kind of neurological disorder in, if you're born today? It's one in five. Almost. It's one in five. One, in, one out of every five children have, will have some kind of neurological disorder if they're born today. That's like a tragedy. So I kind of buy what uh, this book is talking about, what this crooked book is talking about. But I think there's more to it. And if I had to, I, I haven't read the book once again, uh, but I bet you there's not a chiropractic chapter in it. Just a hypothesis, but I bet you there isn't. Uh, and if I was to rewrite the book, I would, uh, if there isn't a chiropractic chapter in it, I would probably add a chiropractic chapter in it because to me, chiropractic is, is one of the, not the only, but one of the main answers to get kids out of this kind of situation. Because the problem isn't just this, and he even goes into this later, the problem is that, you know, the more, like this is a manifestation, the face is a manifestation of neurological stress. So uh, just an interesting thing, wanted to bring this to your attention before we kind of dove into the cranial uh, section.